Hello listeners and welcome to another Form Guide Breakdown Preview Podcast. I'm Mitch Lewis and I'll be taking you through this weekend's meeting on the Morphville Parks track for the 3rd of June. So as always, we will be working our way through each race, do a little summary at the end of some best bets, a quaddy and even a little around the grounds. Um, we've got a couple out of town this Saturday, so look out for that. Uh, but let's get into it. Kicking off, we'll go through the track conditions. So at the time of recording, the track's at a soft seven, but there's some pretty clear conditions through Friday and Saturday. So I've done the form closer to a soft six, expecting that it probably dries up a little bit. You might even see a soft five. That wouldn't surprise me too much. And the rail is going to be in the plus three metre position for the entire track. So two weeks ago here, they had it in the true position. Obviously, when you start to push the rail out on the parks track, it tightens it up a little bit and we can see that sort of leader's bias sometimes particularly when it's dry though, so it might be a little bit more even with some dampness in the track this week. So let's get into it. Kicking off, race one, we've got a two-year-old BM62 over the 1250 metres. This is a pretty handy little two-year-old race in my opinion. There's some pretty good form in it. It's probably not a race I'm going to have a bet in, and that's purely on the fact that I found it a little bit tricky to sort of split the top three in the market. So I've put number two bolted in on top. Bolted in did as its namesake on debut at Balaclava and bolted in at a very short price. Uh, And then it competed in a group three next, finishing behind Heuristic during the carnival. I've sort of put it on top thinking that that's clearly the strongest form line coming into that race. He found a lot of bad luck that day, which has probably cost him a few lengths. So I just feel that he might be a little bit better off here today in something easier and he looks pretty well placed in my opinion. Next, number three, Million Dollar Mama. So Million Dollar Mama's coming across from Victoria. Won her debut at Cranbourne a few weeks ago now. Um, She sort of pushed forward, took control of that race, and never really looked too troubled. So we know that that can be the prime position here on the parks track. So she goes in next. And then number one, Wiggum, to close them out for me. One is debut on the Ballarat synthetic track in pretty good fashion. Um, I think they were saying he's run the fastest time there in two years in 37 meetings. So that's obviously pretty, you know, good form. But um, this is a tougher race and he comes out onto a wet deck now after coming off on the synthetic. So that's a little knock I had on him. But yeah, he's clearly got some talent there. He's probably just a little bit green, which is his slight knock in my opinion. On to race two now. This is a BM86 over the 1550 metres. On top, I've put number two, Cashin Checks for Travis Dowdle and Jason Holder. Um, made his debut for the stable last start. I thought he finished it off pretty strongly in probably what looks like a tougher race than this one he comes up against today. Um, I think he's pretty well placed from his barrier, but his record here on the parks track is what stands out for him. He's had four starts on this parks track for two wins. and one third sorry so he likes the parks it's probably why I've just put him on top I like that he's got a little bit of value and I liked what I saw in his last run next pick number five putting the short price fave for the jolly stable he's he maps really well here um, out of the little barrier 
He's had six starts at this track and won three of them. I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat, but I'm probably not willing to dive in on him at that really short price currently. If he drifts out a little bit, I might be a little bit more interested, but I just feel that he's probably going to get pressured by the number four, how do you say this, Cormorant, um, and I just thought, and Illusion probably pressures him as well, so I just thought cash and checks might get a slightly little bit better run, but won't be surprised to see Pudding win this. And then closing him out, number one, Omo. So Omo's backing up after a pretty good run last week that I flagged. Um, made up some really solid ground in a decent race. Um, he's third up now, and he's obviously fitter, ready to peak. But, it, you know, if he goes to dead last, he's probably going to lead a fair bit of luck on this Parks track. So that's a little knock on him. But, yeah, he, he looks ready to win one this prep. So follow him out of this race if he doesn't win this one for sure. On to race three. The 1,000 metre sprint trip for BM86 level. I'm pretty keen on this one, actually. Uh, number five, Rodeo for Richard and Chantel Jolly and Jake Toroak. I really like the setup for Rodeo here today. Um, he's resuming here. Well, she's resuming, sorry, I should say. She usually runs pretty well first up. She's had four first up runs, one, two of those, and finished third in another. And then she also has a super record here on the Parks track over this same track and distance. She has had six starts. She's won three of those, and she's come third in another two. So I think she's really well-placed here today. She'll jump from barrier three. I think she'll just sit off a little bit of the speed and maybe just settle behind it. And if she's in top order, I think she's going to get the run of the race and be pretty tough to get past. Next pick, we've got number three, our old mate Howe. So I've been on Howe a few times now. I'm just not 100% sure today's the setup for him. We know he likes to go back and be running on late. Barrier 2, I'd prefer him drawn out wider than that. I just would be a little bit afraid if he ends up sort of three or four pairs back behind them. In saying that, today's the day I hop off him and he probably wins. Um, I think he finished off quite strongly last start. Um, he, he... if he gets clear running space, which you'd like to think he probably might in the smaller fields, he'll definitely be finishing off strongly. So you've got to include him in your numbers. And then I've also gone for the other David Jolly runner to close out our picks, number two, Gaze Grease. So similar sort of setup as how he's going to get back. Um, she should probably find this a lot easier than her last few races. She's been in sort of the Races during the carnival at listed and handicap sort of level, so a good step down in grade for her. She gets her chance. She is drawn wider out of barrier six, which I think is a better position to be off the rails, and that'll give her every chance to find that clear running space late. But yeah, Rodeo goes on top for me here. I think she'll just put herself in the best position at a light weight. Race four now. We've got a three-year-old class one over the 1,000 metres. I've put number one Storyteller on top for Michael Hickmont and Ben Price. We had Storyteller as one of the better bets last week at Murray Bridge, but they scratched and they come here instead. I'm not sure I really want to dive in him just yet. He's sitting around the $2.90 price. The sort of knock I've got on him is we know he'll probably get back in the field, and if the parks track is sort of leaning to that leader's bias, he could find himself in a similar position as he was last start here where he was second behind Sharipa. I think he's definitely the most talented horse in this and he's got the most upside going forwards. Um, I had sort of wrote him down in my notes last start that I wanted to follow him when he gets to the 1,200 metres, but he stays at the 1,000 here, so 
I think by race four, we're going to know if it's a leader's track. If they're making up ground, then yeah, I reckon he's definitely a good bet. Number three, Bristler comes in for my second pick. So Bristler was third behind Storyteller when he was making his debut here last start. He did a fair bit wrong in the run, but still stuck on pretty well, sort of behind Sharippa and Storyteller. If he gets some natural improvement off of that run and sort of settles a little bit better, he'd probably be a better chance of running this out. So he's definitely a big sniff. And like I said, if it's showing this leader bias, then I'd be keeping an eye on him because he's going to push forwards and put himself in a strong position. And then closing out the picks, number seven, Runaway Bell. So Runaway Bell also comes out of that same last start race as the other two runners. She made up good ground late but couldn't reel him in. Um, Same sort of setup. Uh, She's going to go back and she's going to be running on strongly. She gets a fair bit of luck late. She's probably one that is going to be a sniff, but yeah, she needs that luck to be able to get through them. So we get to race five now, and this race to me could completely change look after I've finished recording this. So as it stands, you've got number six, Silent Sorrente, and number three, Azalea, both also nominated for a race at Flemington. Um, They are first and second favourite in the market. So if they both come out of this market, it's going to absolutely turn it upside down on its head. So assuming that we see both of them here at the track, that's what I'm going to do my form off. And I've settled on number three, Azalee, to win this one. So Azalee has won two in a row now, including a win over this same track and trip two starts back. She's in very good form, having won those two in a row. I like that she's going to jump from barrier two, and she's got the one and a half kilo claim for um, Lockie Neindorf. Her last start win at Ballarat, she did it in very good fashion, and if she can run anywhere near that, I think she's going to be pretty hard to hold out in this. Swiftly followed by number six, Silent Sorrente, as my second pick. I think it's the race is probably between the two of them. Silent Sorrente is also in pretty good form. She's won her last two in dominating fashion, uh, but I think this is just a little bit harder, and I base that on the pressure that I think she's going to receive. So there's going to be a lot more speed in her up with her than what she had in her last couple. So I think that's what just turns me away, particularly at the short price. She's currently $2, and I just think she's a little bit more of a risk today, even though she's drawn a good barrier and at a lower weight. It's just that I think there'll be some very hot pressure up the front through the early stages of this race, and I like the chances of Azalee being able to withstand that a little bit better. If that is the case and that's how the race is run, I've got number eight, Monte Pulciano, as the back marker I want to be on to be able to run over the top of him. So he was second last start behind Silent Sorrente. Um, that was obviously five links behind him, but he's got to make up some ground. But yeah, I think there's a different tempo in this race that if they do go very hard, one of the ones from the back is going to be well set up to win. And I think Monte Pulciano looks the best chance of those back markers. All right, on to race six now. So for me, this was probably the trickiest race of the day. It definitely gave me the biggest headache. And that is purely only because there's such a mix of different form lines. You've sort of got provincial form, fresh form, um, weaker race form, all the horses that are in the market. The speed maps up the jumble as well. So did find it a little bit tricky. I've got six in the quaddy for this race. Um the one I've put on top, I think you can play at a bit of value. That's number one, upgrade me for Ashton Downing. It's second up here for her stable. 
and he has generally been an improver second up previously in his career. He has got a second up win on his record, but he looks a type that's probably going to appreciate going up from the 1,200 metres to the 15.50 in this race. Um, his form back in Queensland, I thought, was at a pretty reasonable level in comparison to this race. So he's 9.50 currently. You could probably have a little each-way bet on him, hoping that he does improve today. Uh, next pick, we've gone number four, Stadium of Light. So Stadium of Light definitely needs to improve off his last few runs, but his favourite track seems to be this Morfordville Parks track. He's been here twice previously and has had his only career win and was second the only other time he's been on this track. So potentially that could be the catalyst that sees him improve here. And to close out the picks, I've gone with number three, Make It A Double, at $21. So Make It A Double generally doesn't win until he gets out over a further trip and deeper into his prep. But I've put him in here because, to me, he looks like he's going to be the standout leader from Barrier 2. He might just get a soft enough run where he can get away with some cheap sectionals and just sort of run away with it late. So that's why I've put him in. I wouldn't be surprised to see him just sort of get his own way up front and sort of steal this race. And that takes us to race seven. So this is a BM70 over the 1,400 metres. I've put number nine starts with hello on top for the Jolly Stable again. Um, in this race, you've got number seven tapping for par as well. Starts with hello and tapping for bar. Both come out of the same last start race and there was only... 0.8 of a length separating Tapping for Par, who was the winner, and Starts With Hello, who come third. I think Starts With Hello gets his chance to turn the tables here today. He did get slightly get held up as he was coming through the straight. It was actually Tapping for Par that sort of held him in a pocket. Um, and he also gets a pretty good weight swing on Tapping for Par today. So there's a three kilo weight swing. Starts With Hello only goes up two kilos, um, thanks to Ben Price's kilo and a half off. And Tapping for Par is going to rise five kilos. So there's a few little things in Starts With Hello's favour. Um, I think also the soft track suits him. So I'm pretty happy with how he looks placed in this race. And I think, yeah, it's his chance to sort of turn the tables here and find some of his better form. He's been around the mark in the last few. So he's definitely not far away from a win. And I've also included number six, Midnight Mass, for Aaron Bain in my numbers for this one. Uh, I was pretty impressed with his first up run for the stable. He's an ex-New Zealand horse. He was second behind Jackson Ice, uh, finishing, doing his best work late. That was over the 1,200 metres, and he's up to the 1,400 metres today. So I think he's going to be pretty well suited going up over this trip and wouldn't be surprised to see him around the mark either with the right run late hopefully he just settles better than midfield he'll put himself in a strong position and he's definitely a big sniff in this race too race eight this is a fillies and mares zero to 64 over the 1300 meters um another jolly horse i've put on top here um, the jollies are just going to start to peak in my opinion they um they had a th- treble last weekend um they all some of their good horses are starting to roll back into the stable and we're starting to see them at the races so yeah i think they can definitely win multiple races over the next few weeks um but yeah number eight bella leek is my on top selection thought his her debut at gawler was pretty commanding she sort of just settled better than midfield off a tempo and then looked a class above him winning by 5.5 links so i'm expecting if she has some natural improvement with her that sort of run would see her well placed in this grade so that's what i'm expecting we'll see out of her today 
Um, next pick, number seven, Pam Pooney for the Stokes Yard. So taking a pretty decent dropping grade today. She's been competing in some of the listed and handicap races through the carnival. Um, she probably just looked a little bit out of her grade in those. So this back to a 0-64 to 64 here. She's going to find this much easier. And I don't think her runs in that those recent listed ones have been as bad as they look on paper so down to the 64 i wouldn't be surprised to see her improve and then to close them out i've gone with number four toast the deal so toast the deal has found some pretty good form since she broke her maiden in april Uh, she's won again since then and been placed in some pretty good fields as well um she's probably going to get a little bit back in the running which was my knock on her but yeah if the seas sort of part for her and she can get through then we know she's got a pretty handy finish on her and she'll be around the mark again as she has been this whole sort of prep and race nine to close us out so this is the colts and geldings zero to 64 over the 1300 meters uh, number two fillets on top for me so he's a lightly race runner looks like he's got some fairly good upside uh, i was surprised we didn't see him run through the carnival i think he's sort of that level of horse but that's all right he's going to work his way through the grades here kicking off today off the back of a little freshen up he it looks like he just wants to win he's got some good upside like i said he's been a little bit green in his win so if we see his best he's definitely going to be very hard to hold out and we saw an example of that before his little break where he weaved through the field and just found the line so he's obviously got a lot of talent there and then next pick number six storm hunter so resuming here today he generally runs pretty well first up he's had two first up runs for a win and a second I don't mind him out of barrier 10 in this race. I think he's probably going to settle just off midfield and try and find a pretty good run late. I think his best chance is to be in those wider barriers and finding some cover. I think if he finds the cover in the run, he'll be pretty hard to hold out late. But yeah, if he's left exposed, you know, three deep, no cover, then he's probably going to struggle. And then number seven, six foot one, we'll close out our picks. He was sixth last start, but that was only a length behind the winner in a pretty handy field. To me, he maps as the natural leader. He'll go forwards from the wide barrier, and we know it's the Parks. If the Parks is favouring these on-speed runners, he's the one that's probably going to be in the best position for mine. On to the rest of our best bets and summary. I'll quickly touch on this little around-the-grounds feature. So... We've got a few South Australian horses heading over to Flemington to compete this week. Race six, number four at Flemington, Grey River, I reckon is a massive chance. She was 1.3 lengths behind Royal Merchant, two starts back, who went on to win the Goodwoods, and just a sort of half a length second behind Snapped um, in her last start. So that's really strong form lines to bring across here. She's drawn in barrier two over the 1400. She'll likely go forwards and put herself in a very strong position. I think she's a very good winning hope over there. And then if we go to race four, we've actually got two South Australians competing in this race. Number three, Press Down, and number four, Sharippa. So we've been with Sharippa in his last couple runs back here in South Australia. But I'm keen to be with Press Down. Um, Press Down had a couple issues two starts back. Um, 4.6 lengths behind Royal Merchant at Group 2 level. Uh, sorry, last start and then two starts back. She was listed, placed behind the horse called I'm Loving You. So I like that form for her to come over here. I think she looks a type that's probably going to appreciate the Flemington straight too. So 
Sharipa in the race will probably push forwards and lead, and I reckon Prestan's the one that's going to hopefully produce a big run late. Onto the quaddy. We'll roll through that before we roll into our best bets. So race six, the first leg of the quaddy. I've got six in this one. Like I said, this is a tricky race. So number one, upgrade me. Number two, peacemaker. Number three, make it a double. Number four, stadium of light. Number five, silent Don. And number seven, rebel consortium. Leg two, race number seven, we've gone one, Rialto, six, Midnight Mass, seven, Tap In For Par, eight, Starlight Valley, and nine, Starts With Hello. Race eight, leg three, we've gone with three, Stars On Gari, four, Toast The Deal, seven, Pampuni, and eight, Bella Leek. And then to close out the quaddy, we've had to just tighten it up a little bit. I've gone with two fillets and six Storm Hunter. So that's 240 for a full investment. Now your best bets. So probably my best advice for these best bets is just keep an eye on the Twitter. This is obviously recorded on a Thursday. Um, there might be a couple things changing, like I said, with horses in the fields and stuff like that. And... Just keep an eye on this sort of leader bias that we may or may not see on the parks track. So as it stands tonight, I've got three best bets. I've got race two, number two, cash and checks. Race three, number five, rodeo or rodeo or however you want to say it. We'll just call it race three, number five. And then race seven, number nine, starts with hello. So that's the summary for this week. Um, Good luck if you're having a punt. Uh, Please hit the like and subscribe if you haven't already. Obviously, your support helps us continue to grow and develop. And, yeah, if you're having a punt this weekend, good luck, and please do so responsibly. And remember what it is you are really gambling with. If you or someone you know is having a problem, call 1-800-858-858 or look them up online. Thanks again for listening. Good luck this weekend and I'll catch up with you next week.